Hey, welcome back to the ebook revolution. Hey, I've had a bit of a hiatus, and uh, here we are up to episode 18, I do believe. Um, but I've had a little bit of a break, a little bit of a break from it, just trying to rejig the whole Madhouse Media thing. And uh, if you've had a look at our website, if you pop down there, you'll see it's all brand new and shiny. Um, got a brand new WordPress thing going on there for uh, www.madhousemedia.com.au. And um, what is might interest you, and I hope it interests you, if you, you pop on down there, we've got a f- brand new free email course called Authors Blueprint three and you can just pop your email address in there and then get immediate access to it and what happens is you'll get a little email sent to you every few days it just gives you some tips and self-publish self-publishing tricks that you can use to um get your ass into gear and uh get your book published and that's over there at madhousemedia.com.au because we're in australia mate if you're listening uh, from somewhere else in the world. Well, as I say, I've had a bit of a break. I'm a bit refreshed of being the Vietnam. Um, What an extraordinary country. Extraordinary people. And uh, can't recommend it enough. I did uh, bump into a few Australians there and a few Americans and some Germans and Russians as well. And, uh, of course, lots of Vietnamese. But um, I'm not here to talk about my holiday as fun as it was. I'm here to say I'm back and um, explain my absence a bit. If you've been missing the Ebook Revolution podcast, well, um, this is really the first time I've got behind the microphone for quite a while. Um, but think big things are planned as we go forward, so they say, um, as we take this madhouse thing to the next level, as they say. And I thought this is a pretty good time to take stock of uh, what the ebook revolution podcast is all about if you're a regular listener and if you've stuck through the whole thing you you know we talk about publishing self-publishing and i talk to some great writers about um how they've got their stuff together and embarked on the self-publishing trip sort of sort of do what I thought I'd do with this episode is um, just just recap some of the uh, great interviews that are there in the archives of the ebook revolution. If this is the first time you've um, popped into the show, um, it'll give you an idea of what to expect. And um, let's just hop into it. I mean, I've had some great guests the last uh, 12 months, and um, three that stand out particularly for me is... Uh, Bill O'Hanlon, uh, Joanna Penn, and uh, Manny Wolf, and uh, each of those interviews was great fun. And um, with uh, Bill, I just want to play you a bit of an excerpt from uh, my interview with Bill O'Hanlon. Bill's written a hundred thousand books, <laughs> not exactly. I think it's forty-two or something. But he is a prolific author and and a great guy. And uh, he was lucky enough to appear on Oprah to sell one of his books and, and talk to Oprah about the book. And uh, I asked him about that very thing. What's it like getting on Oprah? What happens? What are the secrets? How mysterious is it? You might be surprised with the answer he gave me. 
it was a little weird, but she hadn't read the book. <laughs> That's fine. But she had a great staff, and the producer had read it and prepared everything for it. And she had it on the teleprompter, and she's so smart that by the end of at the beginning of the of the show, she didn't quite get the concept. By the end of the show, she was like an expert in it, and better than I was at coaching people. She had some people in the audience kind of use the approach. That was the first thing. The second thing was that my, the book was published by a major New York publisher called Hopper Collins. First, it was published by William Morrow, which was bought by um, by your countryman, uh, who bought a, a bunch of uh, book publishing, um, Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yes. and, um, and so I transferred to HarperCollins before the book came out, actually, um, because uh, Rupert Murdoch had bought it. And um, I said to the, you know, I was really excited about this book. And I'd written a bunch of books for therapists, but this was the second one I'd written for the general public. And I thought, well, this has a chance to be on Oprah. And that was the, you know, the brass ring. Everybody wants to be on there when it was the big show. And um, I said to the publicist at HarperCollins, well, what will it take to get me on? She said, there's no way you're going to get on Oprah, Bill. Just don't even, don't even dream about it. You know, she said, we give numbers to authors, you know, who want to get on Oprah. Call this number it's 1-800-PRAYER-LINE so <laughs> you're not going to get on there and I said no really I will do whatever I need to do she goes no if you bug Oprah's people they'll never take one of our books again you just have to back off I said well you're going to do anything she says well yes we'll send them the book and we'll send them your you know publicity kit and that was it and I was like okay I don't and uh, you know I told that to my agent and my agent called me and said call the publicist at HarperCollins she called me she's trying to get a hold of you um, you know, she called me on my cell phone, but they only had my house phone and I wasn't answering that. I was deep in the middle of writing something and she said, you know, call this uh, publicist. And I called the publicist and she said, Oprah's producer, one of Oprah's producers called me. She's only there for five more minutes. Call her now. They want you on the show. So she said, but I just have to warn you, they sometimes want people on the show and then they interview them and then they change their mind or something gets knocked off the schedule. So don't get your hopes up too much. So I called the producer and we had a really nice chat and she said, yeah, I want to do this. And so that, you know, was, I, so I got to know her and after I was on the show, I said, you know, can you tell me how I got on the show? Because my publicist said it wasn't going to happen. You know, it was very unlikely. And she said, Oprah got mad because we were trying to change people's lives. And instead of changing people's lives, we give them free, you know, limo to drive their kids to soccer, drive their kids to school, uh, a maid service to do the laundry and clean the house. And when we go and visit them a week later or two weeks later, or a month later, or two months later, they were depressed because they were no longer had the chauffeur and the maid service and their 15 minutes of fame was gone. So Oprah said, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to give people gifts. We're going to make each show about changing one thing in, some, in the viewer's life. And my book had just arrived and the producer held it up across the table to Oprah and it was called Do One Thing Different. She said, that's what I'm talking about. Book Perfect. Him. So, and that was not my title for the book initially. So it was total kismic, total fate that I was on there, and it made a big difference. Yes. So yeah, that's uh, Bill O'Hanlon, and um, yeah, if you go back to madhousemedia.com.au, you can listen to the entire interview with Bill, and um, it just goes to show that sometimes things are just, as Bill says, kismet. 
<laughs> you, you can't plan for how things are going to work out for you. One of my other favourite guests, of course, was Joanna Penn, um, a prolific author of the Arcane series of um, thrillers. Uh, she's based in the UK and she's also quite renowned as um, one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. And her, her website, thecreativepen.com, is often ranked in the top 10 um, writing websites in the world. So she wears two hats. She uh, writes these incredibly popular, best-selling um, supernatural, supernatural thrillers. And she teaches people about writing and publishing. I asked Joanna about her approach to, to researching these books and um, she gave some great tips for a new writer. Have a listen. Well, certainly never bored reading uh, your wonderful books. I've just started on the first one and I can't put it down. And I will, oh, be, thank you. I will be progressing <laughs> to the rest of the series. The, the books are beautifully researched. What, what's your approach to research and what advice would you give to a, a new writer setting out on this path? Yeah, so I must say that you don't have to go to all these places to write your books. Um, for me, I tend to start, you know, obviously, if you're starting with a series, you do need series characters and a kind of um, a, a bigger idea. So the kind of secret agency idea is something that a lot of people use. And as long as you have original characters and they're doing original things, then that's quite a good a good way to do fiction. Uh, so I then essentially I will, you know, the idea that is that I'm fixating on, say Destroyer of Worlds again, which is about India. Um, it was it started off with this um, statue of Shiva Nataraja that I saw in a museum in Delhi, and Shiva Nataraja um, has the dance, you know, the dance of time, um, and when Shiva dances, the universe is destroyed and then recreated. So this was the idea that that. Um, that Shiva would be the start. So when, and literally I will just Google uh, into these different things. So I would start with, you know, Googling Shiva Nataraja. What what does that actually mean? What does the worship of Shiva mean? What are the places that are sacred to um, the worship of Shiva? Uh, and then sort of from there, just follow my curiosity down through the internet. So you can definitely, well, I, I can't believe people used to write novels from the library because it just seems crazy where now you can just fall down these rabbit holes. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries. So I watched uh, Ganges, which is a really great um, documentary series, obviously about the Ganges, um, and a lot of documentaries about India. And uh, I normally read, you know, four or five books as well about the history of places because all my thrillers are sort of 95% based on reality. And then I just twist it. So it's not necessarily uh, real. <laughs> Obviously, it's fiction. Um, but I twist it at the kind of last moment. So I want it to be as believable as possible. Um, so I use Scrivener software, which is fantastic. And I just keep all my research in Scrivener. And then what I usually do will also be, you know, sort of have some idea around the beginning and the end. So I did know that my opening would be in London where the arcane base is and that there would be a bomb 
dropped on Trafalgar Square and that something would be stolen from the vaults. Um, and that was that is the, the statue. Now, that's not a spoiler. That's in the first scene. <laughs> um, but then also what was so interesting is I um, discovered the quote that Oppenheimer said at the first uh, US atomic bomb test, oh, yes. um, which is I am become death destroyer of worlds. Yeah. And he was actually referring to that Shiva Nataraja sculpture. And there's also one of these sculptures at Kern, which is where, you know, they're looking into the Big Bang. So when you look at these things all together, it's very easy to kind of wind a conspiracy theory around that type of thing. Um, so again, it's sort of the main thing is following your curiosity, then going down the rabbit hole on the internet and then bringing it back to your story and using a tool like Scrivener to structure your research into something coherent. And the last thing I would say is it's really important not to get lost in research. So some people will say, oh, you know, I've been researching for two years. That's silly. <laughs> the best thing to do is to research enough to get started and then research what else you need along the way. Otherwise, you're, you know, you might as well just write a nonfiction book about whatever else you're researching. And of course, I write nonfiction as well, but um, there's slightly less imagination involved in that. That, of course, was the uh, great Joanna Penn. Pop over to her website at www.creativepen.com. Um, she's got so much resources there for the new writer, everything from um, writing fiction to nonfiction and self-publishing. It is just an incredible resource, and that's why it's, for many, many years, it's been voted one of the top ten um, websites for writers out there on the interwebs and uh, pop over there and, and you'll see exactly why. And w while you're at it, pop over to our website, um, www.madhousemedia.com.au, uh, which is a website for Madhouse Media Publishing, the business that puts all this together for you. Um, and you can hear Joanne's, Joanna's entire uh, podcast interview. One of the plans we've got coming up is um, putting a, a separate website and Facebook page together for the podcast, but at the moment it's sitting under Madhouse Media Publishing, which it probably should, but <laughs> that's a long story. That's Joanna Penn, a fantastic guest, an inspiring guest, and she just proves that you can wear, wear two hats. She is a prolific fiction author. And she's had great success with these um, very dark thrillers she, she writes. I think it's up to number 10. Uh, extraordinary. And she's a prolific nonfiction writer, writing on, on the art of self-publishing and, and being an entrepreneur, the uh, business of writing, which, of course, is what this podcast is all about. And as I was saying earlier, if you've just come lately to the ebook revolution that's what we're all about that's what we're talking about we're talking to writers and i talk about uh, the business of writing and try to talk to writers who have had great success self-publishing and try to tease out of them what some of the secrets are so it's joanna penn one of my favorite guests of the year and another guest that was a lot of fun to talk to was um, Mr. Manny Wolf, who was a motivational speaker and coach, and he was on the show to talk about his 
first book, I believe, which was called The Tower of the Unbreakable Man, and that, that's available on Amazon and all good bookstores. Book uh, many had an incredible life story. Um, pop over to madhousemedia.com.au and you can listen to the entire podcast. But um, I asked Manny what the myth of success is and his answer might surprise you. That's interesting to me. What, what would you say is the biggest myth of success that holds people back from succeeding? Wow, that's a great question. The biggest myth of success... Um let me let me give you a few of the of the ones that top the heap. One is the idea that is very popular here in the states of the uh, the self made man and manifest destiny, yeah, and yeah. and it's it's just a, it's a misinterpretation of those ideas because the real self made men, you know, let's look at the um, Carnegies, the Fords, the Firestones. These men all understood that everything happens through relationships with other people, right? And yeah. yet history tells us that they're self-made men. Um, so if you want good relationships with other people, your communication skills must be good because the level of your relationships cannot surpass the level of your ability to communicate. So one of them is this idea that we can do it all ourselves. That's one of the biggest obstacles to success I know. One of the other ones is making the very common mistake of believing that pesky little voice in your head that, that only exists to hold you back. Some call it the inner critic. I call it the inner dialogue, you know, the negative self-talk, whatever you want to call it. I call it the inner uh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Again, whatever you want to call it. Um, be aware of that thing and understand that Elon Musk has it too. Richard Branson has it too, right? Everyone deals with it unless, oddly enough, unless you're a sociopath. So, <laughs> you know, pretty much all of us deal with. But well, I mean, a anyone who has empathy, the ability to feel empathy is going to have that, that critical inner voice. So those are two of the big ones, you know. And then the idea that overnight successes are really, that they really exist, you know, an overnight success is the equivalent of an iceberg emerging from the water and you seeing the tip of it. And that was a great Manny Wolf. And I hope you've um, enjoyed listening to this uh, recap of the ebook revolution. And as I said earlier on at the, uh, at the head of this, if, if you're a regular listener, um, I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I've been gone. I've, I've, I've been a bit down. I've been unsure what to do with this whole um, podcasting thing, but um, I've become re-inspired and I've got some great directions that we're going to go with this and uh, we're going to take the bull by the horns and um, get to the bottom of this self-publishing thing. And uh, I just want to help you on your journey any way I can. And if you're new to... Um, ebook revolution please sign up sign up and um subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss one because uh, there's going to be a lot coming up make them a bit more regular than they've been in the past um i've been a bit intemperate <laughs> to, to uh put it mildly but um that's it for the ebook revolution um 
we're brought to you by ebook in a box which is um a system that will help you get your ebook written and published have, have you ever looked at all the confusing google advice that's out there in the world about how to publish a book and um well i was a bit frustrated with that as well so i put together a course which is called ebook in a box and it will help you get your ebook written and published. It's a step-by-step video co- coaching guide that walks you through exactly how to write and publish a professionally packaged ebook. Now, um, normally this is uh, $97 for lifetime access, but for listeners of the Ebook Revolution podcast, you can get lifetime access for ebook in a box 50% off. Um, just use the voucher EBR when you check out EBR for ebook revolution and get 50% off ebook in a box and um that's a big discount off the $97 so yeah imagine your first ebook being sold certainly a feeling I'll never get sick of for both myself and my clients at Madhouse Media it's a feeling I want you to have as well so get ebook in a box Get your ebook written and published at last with this step-by-step video coaching guide that walks you through exactly how to write and publish a professionally packaged ebook. That's exclusive Madhouse Media. Just pop over on the website and you'll find all the information there. And don't forget the discount, 50% off for ebook revolution podcast listeners. And I love you all. Thanks for listening. Um, great to be back. I hope you enjoyed the recap of the show because um, now we're going to hit the ground running. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more of them. That's it for me. I'm Jeff Hughes from Madhouse Media. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.